What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this is our last episode of April and our second episode in our villain face-off, our eighth one. Yeah. I feel like we've done so many more of these. Well, that was kind of our thing for season three. No, I've, like, I, just, I feel like we've done more than eight like over the course of our oh. podcast. I know. I think season two, we only did like one, one maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess each one is two episodes. So maybe that's why it feels like we've done more. Yeah, that's fair. But anyways, um, following up our uh, first half of the villain face off, we um, where we did see no evil. Sorry, I had a brain fart. Um, but yeah, the second part, we are going to be talking about hatchet from also from 2006. Um Wow, I didn't even realize. I was going to ask you if you planned that out because they both came in the same year. But no, two very different movies visually, but also both of them encompass what like the mid 2000s horror was. Yeah, I think I would say more so see no evil for I sure. Yeah. For sure. But um, but yeah, before we hop into this movie, what have you been up to this week? um this week uh watched not too much um i watched uh for the first time a league of their own <laughs> finally watched it can't believe that's the first time i know i know did you like it yeah i liked it i mean it wasn't like my favorite sports movie or baseball movie but yeah i thought it was decent i mean anything gina davis is in i think is good so mm-hmm. Um, I rewatched the Batman. Nice. Uh, I've been like watching it over a course of like two weeks because it's like three <laughs> hours long. <laughs> so I watched like the final hour today and, uh, still just as good, man. Nice. That score is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, as for well, this is a really horror movie, but I watched, uh, for the first time, 12 monkeys. Nice. Um, I thought it was okay. Um, I think I need to watch it again though. Mm-hmm. Because like I think it's probably one of the best like time loop travel movies. Yeah. Like I didn't find myself confused at all during it. Like I think I understood most of what was happening. Mm-hmm. So I think I just need to rewatch it, just kind of like pick up on the other things and stuff like that. But yeah, I thought it was uh, okay. I think Brad Pitt was amazing in it. He played mm-hmm. this like crazy ass dude (laughs) um and then for horror movies i watched a movie that's new on shutter called the seller um i actually really liked it uh didn't get the greatest reviews at least on letterboxd i'm not too sure about uh, the other ones but Mm. i had a good time with it um i like alicia cuthbert a lot um I think I mentioned this on the last episode, didn't I? I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I think you did. Yeah, I you, did. Yeah, you mentioned did. you'd mentioned that you didn't even realize that it was Alicia Cuthbert. Yes. Until, like, okay. I just off. yeah, I just clued in that I already talked about this. <laughs> All right, well, we'll skip that. Um, I watched another Shutter movie uh, called The Bunker Game. Mm. I do not recommend that movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. It was not what I expected it to be. Okay. Because I read like the synopsis and it's basically like 
a bunch of LARPers in a bunker, like mm-hmm. they uncover something. I, I thought it was going to be like LARPers, you know, like swords and shields and stuff, but it wasn't. It was like they were reenacting like World War II, like Nazi stuff. Okay. And I don't know. I just, it wasn't scary. It made zero sense and just, it was boring as hell. Hmm. So I'd pass on that one. Good to know. Yes. Unless you just watched it, even though I told you not to. No, I didn't. I stayed (laughs) away from it. (laughs) And lastly, I watched a movie that I picked up from uh, Raven Banner, who's a uh, Canadian. um, I don't know if they're a distributor. I think they make their own movies too. Yeah. I think they're like kind of all around like production company, just distribution company, like kind Mm -hmm. of everything. So I watched a movie called Spare Parts. Mm. Um, this movie is wild as hell. Uh, yeah. I don't think as wild as the one that you watched, <laughs> but like just for like nonsense and like, I had a good time with it. It was there were some really cool kills in it. Um, it, was, it was a it was a good time. I think you would like it. Yeah, and that's it. Cool. Just so people our listeners get an idea of the type of movies that Raven Banner does. They're the company that did uh, psycho gore man. Yes. So a lot of their movies are over the top, like gore and just fucking batshit crazy stuff. But yeah, every one of their movies that I've watched so far has been a great time. Yeah. All right. As for me, uh, I watched X finally. Nice. nice. Loved it. You loved it? Loved it. Okay. Um, it started off a little slow, and I was probably about like a quarter, maybe a third of the way through, and I was just like, am I going to be like the only person that doesn't really like this movie? But then it really yeah. picked up, and I really enjoyed the rest of it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want to like get into like spoiler talk or anything like that, but I don't know about you, but I kind of felt for the antagonist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, next up, I also watched The Cellar. Nice. And I also enjoyed it quite a bit. Okay. Did that jump scare get you? Which one? At the end, whenever she's hiding from the thing when it comes out of the cellar. Uh, not really. Oh, man, that scared the fuck out of me. Really? Like, whenever it, like, walks by and then she, like, pops up and it just fucking standing there. I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it did. Yeah, a little bit. I like that they showed it though, because I was. Yeah, I didn't expect them to show it. That's why it kind of caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going through another franchise watch, uh, but it's not horror. Um, okay. I'm going through all the Harry Potter movies. Oh yeah, you did mention that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh in two i i had covid as well i mentioned in our last episode that my wife tested positive and then i tested positive the next day um so in a two-day period i watched the first three harry potter movies okay it's not so bad eh, seven and a half hours worth of harry potter in two days that's true <laughs> Did Sarah um, watch it with you no she she had a bath the one night she came in she's like why are you watching this so why the fuck not like it's harry potter She's like, yeah, but like, why? She's she doesn't do movies like we do. Like, if she's watched a movie once, she's good for the rest of her life, kind of thing. Oh, okay, okay. 
so yeah, I don't know. I was like, well, come in and sit and watch it with me. She's like, no, I'm good. And she went to bed. Like, All right. Fair enough. Suit yourself. Cause you're missing out on greatness. Yeah. But uh, no, I was watching, I was watching like trailers and shit like that for Hogwarts legacy. And it really got me wanting to, to rewatch all the movies. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I watched uh, an 80 slasher movie that uh, um, slashing captain recommended on mm-hmm. one of his videos, I think a while back called madman. Okay. Uh, great fun. I definitely recommend watching it. Okay. And lastly, my Raven Banner movie that I watched today is called For the Sake of Vicious. Yeah. <sighs> Let me tell you. <laughs> this movie is fucking off the walls with gore and blood and killing and fucking violence like from pretty much start to finish, man. And yeah. it, it all takes place in a, in a house and yeah. it's just fucking chaos the whole time. So it's, it's vicious. It's very vicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Just like some of the kills. I was like, I was like squirming. I was like, Oh my God. Like Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. Like you found and watched this movie so quick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we went for a walk on Sunday and I got back and I, we were just chilling. I was like, I'm going to throw on spare parts because like I bought it like two weeks ago. I haven't watched it. Yeah. And then it's a Blu-ray. So like usually I skip the previews, but it's like newer movies and horror movies. And this one popped up for the sake of vicious. And I was like, dude, this movie looks fucking sick. So I messaged you. I was like, hey, check out the trailer for this movie. And then you're like, wow that looked sick and then you're like you looked on i think amazon prime and yeah um you need to get a certain subscription and you're like well it looks like i'm getting it for a week <laughs> and then like this morning you text me bro that movie <laughs> <laughs> the trailer had me hooked man and like the trailer makes it look like it's so much more low budget than what i think it actually was like okay. i think it was still pretty low budget but I was expecting like acting like in straight edge kegger okay. where like nobody knew how to act, yeah. but it was like, it was good. Like the production value was actually very good, even if it was low budget and the mm. actors were all really good. Okay. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to um, potentially doing this movie on the podcast in the future. Oh yeah. We definitely and- will. Cause I want to watch it and yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to, save my reaction (laughs) yeah all right that's all i got for this week i've been kind of doing like a soft rewatch of the office because our friend dennis who is also a listener slash watcher uh we finally convinced him to watch the office because he always just kind of boycotted it yeah um so he's going through it and i was like fuck like every time he brings up an episode i'm like oh my god now i, I want to watch this episode i'm like fuck yeah. it i'm just gonna like rewatch all of it um so yeah i've kind of been doing that as well just like an episode or two every night sort of thing nice nice um i know that you mentioned uh on chat that you watched the first episode of severance yes yeah have you got any further than the first episode no okay <laughs> not yet but I will be watching it. It is. It, it was a very good first. Well, 
guess we'll hop into this movie yes sir all right cue the theme music Like we said in the intro this week, we we're talking about 2006's Hatchet. Um, this is a follow-up to our See No Evil episode. And at the end of this, we're going to be doing the whole villain face-off spiel and yep. see who comes out on top. Before we talk about it, what are you drinking tonight, Brooke? I am drinking a Bose Wag the Wolf Ooh. White IPA. A white IPA? It's like a fancy name for a blonde, maybe. Oh, maybe. That's very good. Very good. I thought you spilt it, and then I realized that you're putting it into a glass. Um, I am drinking a Dominion City Two Flags IPA. Nice. And it's a strong beer, 7%. Strong beer. I hope it doesn't knock me on my ass. <laughs> it's not that strong. It's actually really good. It's starting off the synopsis Uh, when a group of tourists in a New Orleans haunted swamp tour find themselves stranded in the wilderness. Their evening of fun and spooks turns into a horrific nightmare. This movie was directed by Adam Green, who did Hatchet 2, Victor Crowley, Frozen, not the Disney Frozen but the uh, trapped in a ski fucking thing. Yeah. What is that called? Uh, ski lift. Ski lift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie. And Digging Up the Marrow, which is a documentary that sounds kind of interesting. Huh. Seemed like it was kind of like a, a making of like horror monsters kind of documentary. Okay. <clears throat> but, yeah. um, for some reason, Adam Green's name sounded like way more familiar to me like for some reason i thought he had way more movies that i've watched and known Mm. also have him mixed with like a different like adam director or green director you're thinking of tom green no no. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i looked at his like his imdb and i was like why did it seem like he did so much more yeah I don't know. Nick, because he didn't really have much. No, no. I know he he uh, wrote a lot of his stuff too. Mm. But yeah. Uh, moving on to the cast list. <clears throat> Pretty like, I don't want to say star studded cast, but like not a bad cast. I would say probably a lot of like, I, I want to say B movie or b star but probably more like c star you think that low like i would say like in the early 2000s like the top of c maybe like low b i guess in the early 2000s yeah 
because like joel david moore so he plays ben but like yeah he, he's in grandma's boy avatar dodgeball um yeah like he's in the next 25 avatars that are coming out yeah uh i just feel like these were his only mainstream movies that I like recently. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not saying like that they're all a listers, but no, they're definitely faces that you've seen before. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, next up is uh, Tamara Feldman. That's what she went by in this movie, but her name now is Amara Zaragoza. Hmm. Um, she played Mary Beth. She was in Gossip Girl, Walker, and Perfect Stranger. Um, next, I have Dion Richmond, who played Marcus. <laughs> I personally remember most from Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah, me too. Me uh, too. I loved him in that movie. Playing the, the token black guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he was also in the Cosby show, which I didn't know. I don't remember him from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scream 3, Getting By, and Van Wilder as well. He was in Van Wilder? Yeah, I think he was like a lower, like one of Van Wilder's like party buddies kind of thing. Okay. Hey, can you hear the TV? Like no. very, very faintly. Like if okay. you wouldn't have pointed it out, I wouldn't have noticed it. Okay. I just wanted to get picked up on the recording. Oh, you're good. All right. And lastly, on the cast list, I have the one and only Kane Hodder, who plays yep. Victor Crowley and Mr. Crowley. Yes. Um, I didn't go through his movies just because like, he's Kane Hodder. Everybody in yeah. the horror community knows who he is. He really shot to fame with his portrayal of Jason Voorhees in, I think there was like fucking five or six Friday the 13th that he plays him in. Yeah um but yeah he he started off as like a stunt stunt uh stunt guy uh then he moved into more of the acting roles with these horror characters yeah um but yeah i love him yeah it's me great. too and then obviously i have honorable mentions i'm assuming you do as well yep i have two and a half <laughs> okay uh but uh <laughs> they're not the ones that you're gonna say so. okay cool um well, let's let you go ahead with yours. Okay, I have four, but I'll do my two, and then you can do your two, and then okay, sure. I'll make. We'll see. Uh, Tony Todd is in this for a very yeah. brief period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what his name was in the movie though. Played He's, like, uh, he played uh, Mister Zombie. Yeah, right, 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 Reverend Zombie. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he comes back in at least one more of them, maybe. Maybe two more. Um, And then we have Robert Englund, who also is a small cameo at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. He played Pa. Yeah. And yeah. See who you got. So my two and a half. (laughs) Uh, My one is Perry Shen, who plays, I think, Sean. Yeah. Um, He isn't really like recognizable, like his like face. But I looked at his IMDb and he's done like a ton of voice work. Yeah. On like video games, TV shows, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, next one I have is John Carl Bueller or Bickler, if I'm saying that right. He played Jack Cracker. Oh. He was the guy in the canoe <laughs> that drinks his own piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> he's actually a famous uh, special effects guy. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then lastly, um, the actor that plays young Victor Crowley mm. is actually uh, a female. Oh, really? Yeah. Do we know her? No, no. Oh. So I guess I, I didn't I need to be after, but apparently in the trivia that uh, they wanted to get a model to kind of test out the makeup. Okay. But they had the makeup like on her face and like contoured to her face and it was like pretty much stuck there. Mm-hmm. So she just played the role. Oh, cool. So she actually played like a beautiful girl. Huh. Kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Um. Going back to Perry Shen, he actually is in all four of the Hatchet movies. Yeah, as... I kind of want to watch these now. You should. Because apparently I read in the trivia that like, if you don't watch any of the credits, like the opening or the after credits, the first like three movies, I think, mm-hmm. are all like one continuous movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they all just like kind of flow into each other. Mm-hmm. But Perry Shen, he plays a different character in all four of the movies. Uh, okay, that's funny. <laughs> I wonder if he's like good friends with Adam Green or something. He could be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I also had Richard Riley, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. He was the old guy that was with them, like the big burly mustache. Yeah, I uh, recognize him from, I think, Deuce Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He played Deuce's dad. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's a well-known actor. And yeah. Yeah, Adam Green makes an appearance too. Does he? Yeah, he plays one of the friends at the beginning of the movie. Oh fuck, okay. Yeah. One of the smart ones that stayed at Mardi Gras. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You ready to talk about this movie? Yes, sir. Um, so as with See No Evil, which was produced by WWE Films, mm-hmm. this movie was uh, made by Anchor Bay, mm-hmm. which I did some little research on. Um, they actually specialized in horror in the late 1990s and early 2000s. Yeah. So like they released the first DVD was The Car. They released Elvira, Mistress of the Night. Okay. Uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. The prom night remake they also released all of the halloween movies as well okay. so like they were like huge in horror but then they ended up getting like bought out by a bunch of people in like 2017 do you know who bought them out i remember seeing that there was like company. a bunch of different ones there was like um i had it up here it's like disney there was oh, like really? the weinstein company there was a bunch huh yeah um i'm trying to find there it is did you see the one tagline for this on imdb uh maybe what was it it? it's not a remake it's not a sequel and it's not based on a japanese one (laughs) which i thought was fucking hilarious that's that's funny because this was the day and age where like every japanese horror movie is being remade in america yeah I mean, my next little spiel I'm going on is kind of Uh-oh. not bashing this movie, but there's something that, that I've like very wrong with this movie. It's a definite ripoff of another movie. A few movies, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, 
So like on my DVD, like the film tag is like old school American horror. Yeah. Which I think is a nod to exactly that. Um, watching this movie, like through a critic's eye, I was actually quite annoyed with this movie quite a bit. Yeah. Um, like I still had a good time with it for the most part, but there was some stuff that annoyed the hell out of me. And I assume that you had the same issue as well. I do. I do. But I do. I really enjoy this movie. So I'm like, so do I like the last time I watched this, we actually watched it on Halloween night, like two years ago, I think. Yeah. And like, I like this movie, but watching it now, it's Mm -hmm. like, there's a few things that annoyed me, like having two horror legends make an appearance within five minutes of each other. Mm -hmm. I felt like was kind of like, I don't know if lazy is the word, but they're just preaching to the choir, I think, a bit too much. Okay. And then to have on top of that Kane Hodder, who yeah. I think is amazing, but to have him play Victor and, and also father. Mr. Crowley, <laughs> like, I have three horror legends in this. I don't know. I just, I, like I said, like... I might get heat for that, for that, but that's just honestly how I felt. Mm-hmm. And then the ending annoyed the shit of me as well. Oh, yeah. We'll save that for later. Yeah. 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 That ending. <laughs> yeah. When it happened this time, I was like, oh, that is like, that's almost distasteful. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know that a few people will, uh, will take that to heart, especially yeah. someone. But whatever. I mean, honestly, like, they just, tried too much to i don't know if they're trying to appease fans or what Mm -hmm. it's like they tried to make their own movie but they couldn't stay away from the typical horror tropes or like following the direction that other popular horror movies went yeah and like one movie that i think it totally stole from like not the one you're thinking of but whenever (laughs) it was explaining victor crowley's like what happened to him mm-hmm. i was like okay this is the burning yeah same shit pretty much it just changed a little bit but then the burning and friday the 13th are the same same thing exactly yeah so yeah. i mean it, it happens right the the part that grinds my gears the most is the ending like i can set aside all the shit throughout the movie but it was the ending where i was like god damn like that's not even original in the least bit no and then i totally well we're already fucking talking about it so this (laughs) this podcast is off the rails already but i was watching it and then the end scene when he comes out of the fucking water or he's in the boat i guess Mm -hmm. And then it goes to the black screen. I was like, wait, what happened? Did my movie stop? I thought the same thing. And then the movie credits rolled, but I was like, I was pissed off. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, because I was watching it on Tubi. So Tubi has commercials, right? So (laughs) it went to the black screen. I'm like, what the fuck? There's a commercial like in the last like three minutes of this. I'm like, that's stupid. And then the credits started rolling. I was like, oh yeah, this movie ends on like such an abrupt note yeah but it does follow into the second movie yes but still i don't think i can give it that pass okay 
I don't know. Like, does it do it well going into like the other movies? I think so. Yeah, from what I remember. Okay, may have to rewatch it. I mean, they do change like the characters and shit, but but yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Mary Beth is played by Danielle Harris, I think, in the second one, or maybe that she comes in the third one. Anyway, that's a uh, our little rant so far. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie like is filled with. It's it's very bloody and like over the top kills, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. Like I read in the trivia that Adam Green had like a, a CGI ban in the movie or something like that. Like Good. he couldn't have any CGI. I didn't allow it apart from like CGI to get rid of like wires and stuff yeah. like that. See, and that's one thing that I wanted to bring up. This movie and See No Evil both came out in 2006. Yeah. And look at the difference between them. One was like a super, super high budget. It was funded by WWE. The Mm -hmm. other one was super low budget and it was all practical effects. And like they did everything themselves and it looked fucking amazing. Yeah. Whereas see no evil, which is the high production valued movie from 2006. Yeah. It looks like shit now. Like hatchet still holds up for the gore factor and like the effects. Yeah. I mean, not to be a negative Nancy here, but there was one thing that kind of annoyed me with the, the gore kills is that they totally reused a lot of the stuff for the same kills. Okay. Like, what do you mean? Like, um, at the beginning, whenever he kills Robert Englund and dad, it's uh, <laughs> Ainsley and Pa. Yeah. And he, like, throws, he, like, throws the corpses and you see like blood and like a heart oh. like splatter on the tree yeah, yeah yeah and then later on when someone else gets killed it's the exact same shot mm-hmm. of just like blood getting thrown at trees or bushes or something yeah i i get what you mean yeah so that kind of like i don't know annoyed me a little bit it's a low budget man i know but still, give it a break i know <laughs> um but i could like totally see like if this movie was made nowadays i could totally see this being like a kickstarter movie yeah because it seemed like adam green like i don't know if this is a passion project for him it's one of his first movies he made Mm -hmm. um but the shirt that ben is wearing it's a newberry comet comics yeah and that's actually where adam green like bought all of his movies and comic books and toys oh really yeah at this uh that's cool comic store Huh. Yeah. So I think this kind of is like a passion project for him. I think like it'd be interesting to see how he got this funded. Mm-hmm. Being like his first movie. What did they have in 2006? What was like the crowdfunding back then? I don't know. Hmm. Ads in the newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. What do you think of the uh the theme song for this? Marilyn Manson? Yeah. I fucking love that song. Me too. Me too. The new shit is one of my favorite Marilyn Manson songs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I think it went well with this movie uh very well. It did. And um mm-hmm. the way that like cuz the song itself kind of starts off not I don't want to say slow, but like it's not like super hard rock until like maybe a minute or so into the song but the way that it transitioned what was going on on screen with the music and then into like the big breakdown in the song to the 
uh, all the partiers for Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they did that really well. Like they, they lined yeah. it up perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That opening scene with uh, Ainsley and Pa, I thought, I think I love that scene. Yeah, it was good. Like, I think they're like hunting illegally or something for like gators or something. Yeah. They're trying to find a big 14 footer. <laughs> I'd like to know where they're going to put it once they catch it. Cause that yeah. boat is not 14 feet long. <laughs> no, no. And they're like barely offshore as well. And yeah. Is like trying to piss and he can't. And uh, yeah. Then Paul gets killed. They don't see him get killed, but you see mm-hmm. like all the body parts like in the boat. And then, Ainsley just gets like his spine ripped out from his back and then like tossed in a tree and yeah yeah he's he's done for. <laughs> um, I was gonna mention too like I don't think that there's enough movies filmed in New Orleans, hmm. but then I like saw in trivia that this was one of the last like productions in New Orleans before the hurricane. Ah, uh, okay, which that makes sense of why there's probably not too many more movies filmed here yeah um because the house is october built didn't they end up in new orleans at the end yeah yeah i think but yeah that hurricane fucking ravaged the city and Mm -hmm. i feel like there's there could be a lot of cool things that you could do with new orleans oh for sure because you got like the whole voodoo thing right Mm -hmm. yeah i would like that is on my bucket list of places to go yeah, it's. I'd like to go there too, but I also heard it's like not the safest of places. No, but but yeah, be cool. I think it'd be amazing. Uh, so they meet Reverend Zombie. <laughs> Do you think that is also a nod to a certain horror creator, or you think this is that this movie is kind of out too early? Because when did Rob Zombie? When was like his first corpses came out in like 2005, didn't it? I think so. No, it was 2003. Hmm. I Devil's Rejects in 2005. Yeah. Maybe. It's a possibility. Who do you think that Reverend Zombie? Oh, are you saying it's like. An homage to Rob Zombie because of his yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Cause like zombies and voodooism, like they go kind of hand in hand. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. Maybe. Sorry, I'm just what pops up. <laughs> I love his character in this though. I thought he was really funny. Who uh Tony zombie? Todd, yeah. Yeah. I don't do night tours anymore. Not after what happened last time. Uh, oh, well, I just spoiled the the second film for me. Wow, man! You don't need okay, to watch it. Really, it nothing. This doesn't really say anything. Uh, so yeah, basically, like the premise of the movie, like Ben and his friends, who you only meet Marcus, really. Yeah, they bring Ben because he just got dunked by his girlfriend of eight years that are bringing them to New Orleans to party, throw some beads, see some titties. <laughs> uh, and he's just like depressed. Ben doesn't want to. And he's like, why do we want to just sit here and get drunk? Like, so he wants to go off, do something by himself. And Marcus eventually goes with them. They are trying to find this uh, 
swamp tour that he heard of. Yeah. But nobody, I guess it's like illegal to go in the swamp after dark, I think. Yeah, I think there's like a certain part of the swamp that they're not allowed to go through. Yeah, yeah. So they go to Reverend Zombie and he says, no, I stopped doing tours after last year because he he like hints towards like something crazy happening. Yeah. And then Ben's like all about it. He's like, oh, tell me. And then it ends up just being something like, I forget what it was. It was something stupid though. Guy like slip and fall and hit his head or something like that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. He's trying to sue him. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, they uh they find Sean who does a uh tour, and I love the running gag throughout the whole movie too. That Sean charges them forty bucks each, <laughs> and then like throughout the movie, <laughs> Ben's like keeps finding out that other people paid 30 bucks yeah and like he'll just like something will happen and he'll just like throw like well, i'm still trying to find out why <laughs> 40 bucks <laughs> what do you think of the characters in this movie uh i hated most of them oh okay well okay i liked ben even though he's a little bitch and i like marcus i liked mary beth sometimes the two porn stars drove me fucking crazy. I thought they were hilarious. Oh my god. They were okay. I liked them whenever they were going back and forth at each other. Yeah. It, but like whenever the uh Shapiro, his name was, had the video camera up, that drove me crazy. Like they're mm. just like they were woo girls and it was really fucking annoying. Yeah. Um, the old couple, they're just whatever. And I liked Sean. Yeah, they didn't last very long. No, Sean yeah. was funny. I love that Sean kept going in in between his like Chinese accent. <laughs> Chinese from, and Southern accent. He's from like Detroit. Yeah. Oh man. When he gets mad in like at the start when whenever they're still in the boat and he like breaks his Louisiana accent. Yeah. He just starts freaking out in his in his Asian accent. I thought that was yeah. so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really liked all the dialogue in this movie for the most part. Like, yeah, um, Marcus was hilarious. Like some of the lines that he would say, I thought were funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sean as well. Like when they're trying to get the boat started, in the uh, Cracker Jack or Jack Cracker or whatever is yeah. in the boat. He's like, can't go in the swamp. Like <laughs> it's closed. And they're like, oh, I think that guy's trying to say something. Sean's like, oh no. Let's just crazy Jack Cracker. You know, he likes <laughs> to drink his own piss. And then, like, they're leaving. He's like, okay, wave bye to Jack Cracker. And they're all like waving. <laughs> and then you see him fucking drink a bottle of piss. Oh. Yeah. It was, a, it's a very funny movie. Like, the way that the script was written is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, there was see- some scenes with Marcus where it kind of felt like a Wayans Brothers movie. Hmm. Like, I think his character was kind of going for that. Yeah. Like, when he was up in the tree, it was like, it was like, okay, this is just silly now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I I liked the characters for the most part. Like, I didn't hate anybody. Mm -hmm. I thought they were, like, the perfect, like, horror movie characters. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they fit all the tropes. Like, Doug is, like, a slummy businessman who is like filming this softcore porn 
like on the boat and the girls are like flashing their titties like whenever they want. It's literally girls gone wild. Yeah. And then like they find out after he gets killed that his name's not actually Doug. It's like some other guy from Philadelphia who's like an accountant or something like that. Yeah, he's not even a production guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the kills in this movie are brutal as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim ends up getting bitten by an alligator and they have to abandon ship because they hit a rock. And so basically the story is that uh, Victor was a deformed child and his dad, Mr. Crowley, um, kind of kept him in the house and kids like made fun of him and stuff. And then some kids showed up, locked him in the house and threw firecrackers at the house, caught it on fire. And Victor was trying to get out, but his dad came home and he tried uh, breaking the door down with a hatchet. And (laughs) he was on the other side of the door and he hit the door and hit him in the face with a hatchet. (laughs) And that's like the whole premise of his backstory. I'm laughing. As I say it out loud, it's kind of silly. Yeah. But it is sad. Like at the same time. I guess. Like yeah. the guy killed his own son. Well, killed, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's super silly. Like though And then like uh Mr. Crowley died of heartbreak like 10 years later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It I'm not going to fucking sit here and cry about it. But like, when you think about it, it's like, fuck, this guy killed his own son while he was trying to save him from their burning down house. Yeah. What's the story that Sean tells them? Do you remember? About Crowley? Yeah. Cause remember they, they drive by his house and then Sean is like, Oh, that's the house of uh, Victor Crowley. He like made up some story. Then Mary Beth is like, no, that's like totally way off. Yeah, I can't remember what he what it was that he says. Yeah. Shit. And I love uh, that like everyone is teaching Sean like the facts of New Orleans. <laughs> like whenever they're driving and then the Shannon, who's like the old wife, is like, why do they have like the gravestones all like higher up? And then like Sean is like in his like southern voice. <laughs> He's like saying something like about the spirits are like, I forget what he says. Oh, the spirits or something like that. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, Ashley, I read on the internet that it's because the, the sea level or something, like if it floods, it will like make bodies underground rise up. And he's like, no, that's definitely not it. <laughs> and then we take him to the swamp area. He's like, all right, going to shut the lights off. And you look out there, let your eyes adjust. <laughs> And ghosts will suddenly appear. (laughs) They're like, oh, I don't see anything. And you see like this, like uh, light start up and he's like, oh, over there. And they're like, and then someone's like, oh, I think I read about that. It's just like the vapors in the swamp. And he's like, no, it's definitely not it. It's a ghost. (laughs) Oh, look, there's two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I thought he was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the story is that if you get close to like his house then you hear Victor calling for his dad mm-hmm. so they end up getting close to the house and hear like the dad 
dead or whatever. Yeah. And then like they're just like standing there, let me see, and like Victor like run out like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like runs up to fucking Jim, starts hacking at him yeah. like across his like shoulder, mm-hmm. gets like halfway down, and then does he like pull him apart and rip his head off? Uh no, because everyone starts to run. And then he, I think he stops chopping at him and goes after um, Shannon. Shannon and takes her and like fucking rips her jaw oh, wide open. Like that was brutal. Rips her head right back and you can see her tongue like fucking flipping around and shit. Yeah. So yeah. gross. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. So they're all like running away. They're kind of hiding. And then at one point, Doug, like he runs away. And then he's like in a bush and he comes out and he drops his like a uh, little camera thing, which they find later has like a porno, a condom. They find like his two <laughs> business cards. Um, so Doug's kill is pretty cool too. Like he catches on, like grabs his head mm-hmm. and just like twists it around. And like his neck gets like all like. Like thicker twisted. And, like, yeah. He's really cool looking. And then just like, rips his head off yeah yeah and i love that during each kill too like when he like rips an appendage appendage off there's like blood that like sprays out (laughs) like mists out yeah which is like definitely an homage to like classic slashers from like the 80s and 70s like Mm -hmm. they had like those blood mists that came out so yeah the rest of them that are left they're kind of trying to find their way out of here but they keep like looping back to the shed um the next kill that happens i don't know how victor got this or if it's like gas powered (laughs) but he just comes up to jenna with like a fucking grinder (laughs) like a sand grinder a belt grinder i think it was a a belt belt sander yeah and this kills fucking brutal man i just said i was like Fuck, that's a dentist trip I don't want to take. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He just grinds the fuck out of her mouth. Yeah. And then she's like still alive, which is mm-hmm. brutal. He ends up grabbing Sean, grabbing like a shovel and like swings it and like knocks his leg off. <laughs> I don't know how. And then like Sean falls. And then he like puts the shovel like on his neck and stomps down. Yeah. And his head goes falling off. And then he picks up Jenna and like impales her on the fucking handle of the shovel Mm -hmm. and like pushes her down. It's fucking brutal, man. Yeah. The way that he's pushing her down, like he's exerting a lot of effort like on into getting her down there. It was, yeah. It's fucking brutal, man. Meanwhile, she's missing her bottom jaw. Oh, man. It looks so bad. And she's like looking around and. Yeah. brutal i love how we're sitting here talking about like women getting their fucking heads like peeled back and their lower jaws getting sanded off by a belt grinder mm-hmm. and we're just laughing about it yeah we're sick fucks yeah we are. We are. <laughs> <laughs> uh so now their plan is that ben thinks that he saw excuse me uh gas canisters in the shed mm-hmm and he has a pitchfork. He ended up like stabbing Victor, who like went down. 
So Ben is like, well, like we can't keep running away. Let's fight back. So yeah, we know like, we know that we can hurt him. Yeah. So he comes with the idea that they're going to try and burn him. So they go back to the shed. And so their jobs are basically Ben is looking for the gas in the shed. Mm-hmm. Marcus and Mary Beth are inside with a gun and a shovel or something. And I don't know what the fuck Misty's doing. She's just standing around. Ben's in the shed. And all of a sudden you see like he finds a gas canister that has gas in it. Yeah. But all of a sudden, like he sees like an arm or something get thrown at him. Then like a torso <laughs> <laughs> with no limbs. With no limbs. <laughs> and then like Misty's head and turns around and like I guess Victor didn't see him in there. And then they like get in a fight. They end up stabbing Victor in the back of the head and then yeah. pouring gas on him. Yeah. Light him on fire. And then this is another thing that I have an issue with in this movie. It always rains at the worst fucking time. Yeah. It's like, they, had, they had to keep him alive somehow. I know, but like their boat stops. It starts raining. Uh, this part, it starts raining. There's another part of it as well. It starts raining. It's, you can't control the Louisiana weather. I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> But yeah, so he's on fire, but because of the rain, it puts it puts him out. Puts him out. Uh, so now they're all running away. They find like a graveyard, and throughout this graveyard, I guess there's like a couple uh, tombstones that have Imagine some that. Name, have some names on it. Okay, and it's actually the two executive producers of the movie. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, ah, would you would you want to do that? Have your name on a tombstone yeah that's like that just seems like a bad omen yeah i guess that's a fair point i don't know if i'd like that hmm. that's a nice color beer by the way thank you it looks like a, a white ipa yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so now they're running away from um victor they are trying to find like a pathway through the graveyard but the other gate is locked and Victor comes like rolling in. Uh, for some reason, they're all like hiding out of gravestone, just like talking, mm. like not even worried that he's there. Then all of a sudden, like Vic, uh, Marcus gets like grabbed. And it's like, this like just seemed like a very silly kill to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets grabbed. He gets his arms torn off. He's still alive. And then he gets like picked up and like thrown against the tombstone and just like explodes. Yeah. yeah. With all the creativity throughout this movie, and then like that's the way that they kill off one of the main characters. It was kind of kind of left you wanting more. Yeah. I mean, how can you outdo like a belt grinder and a fucking jaw pull like <laughs> i don't know how you can outdo those two to be honest maybe not outdo them but put them on par yeah that's like fair. fucking rip a tombstone out of the ground and like throw it at him or something um so yeah, marcus is torn apart they're running away and then you see victor grab like kind of the bar in the fence mm-hmm. and ben and Mary beth are running away and they gets like the water line that all of a sudden ben gets the spike thrown into his foot mm-hmm. and then Mary Beth or Victor's coming running at them 
And Mary Beth comes up with the idea to like push the spike like towards him. Yeah. And like, I don't know, this part kind of pissed me off. I guess it's just like the character of Victor. Like he's not that smart. He's a dumbass. Yeah. Uh, so like he's pushing it and it's like tearing fucking Ben's like foot apart. Mm-hmm. And then like Victor like runs into it and you think he's like dead. Yeah. And then like Ben like rips his foot out and like, I guess, I don't know, that's going to fucking hurt. When you see his foot later on, it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they get into the boat of her dad and brother. And like, they're not even really like paddling away. No. They're just like sitting in the water. Like, but that's what happens in Friday the 13th too. Right. Like she's just laying there in the fucking yeah. middle of the lake. Yeah. And so she gets pulled into the water or does By she Victor. fall in the water? No, Victor no, pulls the, her in. Victor pulls her in, yeah. yeah. And then Ben is like reaching down there. And then you don't see anything in the water. She's just like struggling. Mm-hmm. And then she comes out and Victor is holding Ben's arm. And you see Ben like laying in the boat with like no arm and like no leg or something like mm-hmm. that. Like he's alive, but pretty Barely. much dead. And then does he pull her up and then it just ends? He pulls her up and they're like kind of staring at each other. Like she's screaming her face off and then the screen goes black. So yeah, that, yeah, that ending pissed me off. Cause it's like, they couldn't make a movie villain any more like Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You literally, got this, you literally got the same actor to play him. That's true. <laughs> I bring that up in my reviews, right? Like we have a deformed boy who's getting yeah. bullied, who yeah. ends up dying a tragic death at the hands of his bullies. Yeah. Whereas Jason, not so much at the hands of his bullies, he drowns, but like it's yeah. from, it's due to negligence. Yeah. Um, who then comes back from the dead and kills everybody who comes to his dwelling area so yeah. it's like the lake versus the cabin. Yeah. Um, and then the ending is literally the exact same as the ending of Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. And like this movie was not scary or like suspenseful in any way. No, it was more of like a horror comedy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, I, I gotta feel like they knew what they were doing. They knew that they were ripping off Friday the 13th. Oh, they had to. Have, like, yeah. how do you make this movie and not know? Yeah. So whether they, they wanted to do like almost like a parody movie of Friday the 13th that actually ended up getting like a huge cult following and, and it spawned three sequels afterwards. Uh-huh. And now Victor Crowley is like a household name in horror. I don't know I if that. I don't know if they expected to get the fame that they got from it, yeah. or if they were just kind of going out there to make like a one-off parody mm-hmm. of Friday the Thirteenth. Because I mean, I like, could see that, and then I could also see maybe he wanted to like introduce like new horror fans, maybe like the younger generation who mm-hmm. like 
maybe don't like or have access to those older movies. Yeah. Because like some people just can't watch like older movies, you know. Uh-huh. So maybe he just wanted. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a blatant ripoff of Freddy. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun as fuck. It is. Yeah. Like I have a good time with this movie. Like I remember when I watched it like two years ago, like I didn't have any of these issues with it. Mm-hmm. But now like watching it again, I was like. Now you're a movie snob. Exactly. <laughs> um, anything else you wanted to talk about or mention? No, I think we covered everything. All right. Well, come on. Uh, oh, shit. I almost <laughs> forgot. Wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the way the Friday the 13th blood splatters. Oh, very nice. Okay. I need to hear your reviews on this movie. Okay. Uh, so for my story, I give it a two out of ten. Uh, I said we've talked about we've talked a lot about this story, so I don't have much new to say. Uh, there's nothing original about this story at all. They just picked and slightly changed from other horror movies from the seventies and eighties. Um, I thought the writing is okay. I did like some of the dialogue. It was funny and cheesy. Uh, I thought the characters were all likable, but then again, I didn't care if they died. Okay. Like, I liked them, but, like, if they died, I really didn't give a shit. If they die, they die. And quality, I gave a 6 out of 10. Nice. Uh, I said it was a great-looking movie with amazing special effects. The acting was not that great. I thought the score was awesome as well. Cool. So, 2 out of 10 and 6 out of 10. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, my story, I gave it a four out of 10. Okay. <clears throat> I said another movie with a not so great plot line, but it's a really fun movie. And it also brought a new face to horror. Um, I enjoyed Victor's backstory and it's tragic and it is tragic in a way, um, that like, it makes you feel sorry for him in a sense, like just same with Jason, right? Like yeah. you, you felt sorry for him as a kid and you kind of understand why he grew up to be, the fucking maniacal serial killer that he turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've obviously seen the deformed boy getting bullied story before, but the way he dies is what makes it a little bit more original. Uh, the present time story is basic as fuck with a group of people getting stuck in a swamp and one character out there for her own reasons. It happens all the time. Um, a lot of the movie does act as a Friday the 13th ripoff, including the ending. Um, but I do really like uh multiple aspects of the movie uh, my quality i gave it a five out of ten i said for a low budget movie a lot of the effects and gore looked great just further proof that you don't need a shit ton of money in cgi to make a good looking horror movie uh the swamp setting was refreshing for a location and gave ample opportunity for random victor jump scares uh the acting was okay at best there are only two characters that i didn't feel like slamming in the forehead with a hatchet uh, the score was effective and the soundtrack was yet another mid 2000s new metal playlist and i found the script to be extremely entertaining nice. so scores weren't too far off no all right you guys know our scores let's head on over to rotten tomatoes and see what they scored it the critics consensus the over-the-top gore campy acting and dim cinematography may be part of hatchet's self-described old school ethos but irony alone can't sustain a horror film so what do you think the critics scored it it's a tough one 
It is. It really is. Fuck. Um, I'll say 56%. Oh, you are so fucking close. 50, 55%. Ah, uh, damn it. I was going to say. <laughs> on 49 reviews and an average score of 5.5 out of 10. All right. The audience score, 45%. Really? On 10,000 ratings and an average score of 3 out of 5 or 6 out of 10. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was surprised to see it lower, to be honest. Yeah, me too. <laughs> What's the letterbox giving us? Uh, letterbox has a 2.9 out of 5. Um, I give it a 2.5. You gave it a three out of five. Uh, Screaming Cinema gave it a three and a half. Slashing Captain uh, Kevin uh, gave it a four and a half. I was going to say a five is a joke, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anthony from Porcelain Peak, who also got, goes by Here Be Monster, which I've never mentioned on here. So mm-hmm. I'll go check out uh, our buddy Anthony. Um, he gave it a four out of five. And Josh has it listed as watch, but he didn't rate it. So I had said probably a five, to be honest. Josh would give it a five. Yeah. Yeah. 4.5 to a five. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He fucking stands this movie. Yeah. We're going to hear it once he listens to this. All right. Cool. You ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. All right. What did you give it for a scare rating? So scare rating, I gave it a four out of 10. Nice. Uh, as just based on the gore and the kills alone. It, was like, <laughs> it wasn't suspenseful. Like, I think they tried a little bit, like whenever Doug falls in the water mm-hmm. and he's swimming from the alligator, it's like, that was, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The kills were brutal as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, scariest scene. I said the grinder kill. Yeah. Um, just because it was so brutal, uh, especially because she was still alive, like after, like, yeah. I don't even think you'd be in any pain. It would just be shock. Mm-hmm. So, and what I survive, there's no chance in hell. All right. No chance. No chance. Yeah. Okay. Hurt you? My scare rating, I also gave it a four to 10. Okay. I said Victor is another very menacing killer with a huge stature and an ass ugly face, mm-hmm. not to mention his brutal ways of killing people. Yeah. Scary scene. I said the end scene where Victor uses Ben's arm to pull up Mary Beth. Like this is based off like the first time I watched it. Cause that scene really took me by surprise. I was not expecting it at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Cause like she gets pulled up and it's fucking Victor's face right there. Mm-hmm. Would I survive? I said, yep, because there ain't no way I'm leaving Mardi Gras to go play in a swamp. <laughs> nice. Toss beads everywhere. Yeah. All right, man. It's that time. That time. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him. 
and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. If you're a first-time listener, this is our Loomis villain evaluation where we take uh, six categories, seven categories, six, and rate them out of 30 for each character. Uh, then we average up our scores and uh, see who comes out victorious. So, Brooke, do you want to go first? Yes, sir. So for strength, I gave a 28 out of 30. Yeah. Uh, I said, dude is basically a ghost. He's indestructible and can tear people apart with his bare hands. Just as another like point I wanted to bring up, like, like I already said, this dude is basically Jason Voorhees. Like, mm-hmm. He basically can't die. Yeah. <laughs> uh dexterity give a 16 out of 30 yeah i said victor is fast as fuck for being that big he pops out of nowhere um yep. like the one scene before uh jenna dies when they're like like the raccoon in the bush <laughs> and all of a sudden like victor just pops out behind them and yeah jenna like <laughs> guy's sneaky he is sneaky Constitution, I gave an 18 out of 30. Okay. He doesn't slow down at all. Like the guy never gasses. Um, intelligence, I gave a four out of 30. Okay. I said, dude is not smart at all. All he knows is killing. He just like runs into the spike at the end of the movie. Like the guy is not smart at all. No, so. he's not. <laughs> uh, wisdom, I gave a 12 out of 30. Okay. I said he knows the Louisiana stomp like the back of his swamp, like the back of his hand. And charisma, I gave a four out of 30. I said, apart from his yelling, he has no personality whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picture like meeting this guy in like a formal setting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, these are going on YouTube now, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. Okay, <laughs> next time you have to do a sloth impression. Hey, you guys. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> my strength, I also gave a 28. Okay. Said he rips people's limbs off. He is supernatural. He survives gunshots. And he survives being impaled but he can still be injured and taken down. So that's Mm -hmm. why I didn't give him a full 30. Okay. Uh, Dexterity. I gave him an 18 Mm -hmm. much like Jacob. He's a big ass man and can run around that swamp. Like nobody's business. Excuse me. Uh, Constitution and endurance. I gave him a 22. We don't really see him slow down from exertion, but he is pretty lumbersome with his movements. Intelligence, I gave him a one. Okay. Yeah. I said, I thought Jacob was dumb, and I think even he would know enough to keep his head away from a door whenever someone's trying to break through with the hatchet. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wisdom, I gave him a six. I said, he knows his way around the swamp and how to get to the people he's trying to kill, but that's about the extent of it. Uh, Charisma, I gave him a one. Okay. And I just said, LOL, but in capital letters this time. Okay. 
Fair enough. Because, I mean, yeah. He's ugly as fuck. He doesn't speak. He's got zero personality. Yeah, that's true. Uh, This is tight. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Do we at least have a winner? No. Oh, shit. All right. So for strength, we averaged Jacob with a 23.5. And Victor with a 28. So Crowley wins that one. Okay. Dexterity, Jacob with an 18. Crowley with a 17. So Jacob wins that one. Um, just give me one second. Just put a little marker. Um, for Constitution, Jacob had a 16.5. Victor had a 20. So Victor wins that one. Intelligence, Jacob had a 14.5. Victor had a 2.5, so Jacob wins that one. Wisdom, Jacob had an 18, and Victor had a 9, so uh, Jacob wins that one. (laughs) Charisma, (laughs) Uh, Jacob had a 1.5, and Victor had a 2.5, so Victor wins that one. Oh, we do have a winner. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. I fucked up. I fucked up. Uh, yeah, no, we're a tie. Three. So we're going to Instagram, I guess. Yeah. We did tell Josh that this was going to be a tight matchup. We did. Um, I blame you for giving Victor a four for his charisma. Okay. Like, maybe it's a <laughs> bit too much. I mean. <laughs> I don't know why I gave it four, but. Whatever, man. That's what you gave it. Can't go back now. Okay, nice. so since we have a tie, let's let's just talk this out a little bit. Mm-hmm. If these two met on neutral soil, mm-hmm. so not in a hotel, not in the swamp, <laughs> who do you think would win in a in a fight? Victor, because he can't die. But can Jacob? He's not like an entity or anything, though. Like, but what? makes him not seem like an int. Well, he's not dead. He's just like... I mean, he ever met a guy that's alive that has maggots in his skull? That's fair. (laughs) That is fair. (sighs) Yeah, I mean, I think I I do agree with you. Like... I think they're going to be, like, trading blows for a very long time. Yeah. Like, this, this match is going five rounds. Yeah. It's going the full, you know, decision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming down to the end. And it might even be a split decision just like this was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um I'm excited to see what Instagram thinks. Mm-hmm. With neutral ground, without Victor having his swamp and without Jacob having his hotel, I think it changes a lot. Because Jacob's intelligence and wisdom came from his ability to rig up that hotel yeah whereas victor he has the swamp to his advantage where he has like a shit ton of hiding spots and like Mm -hmm. he knows where he can pop up and whatnot but he's also limited to that area around his cabin right yeah Like, you're not going to see Victor Crowley in the middle of, like, fucking Manhattan. (laughs) 
or no. I don't know, Jason shows up in Manhattan. So who knows? But yeah, but yeah, I think we have to go to we have to go to Instagram. We do. Yeah. Fuck. Well, this is our first tie. Is it? I think so. Shit, eh? Hmm. Interesting. I'll have to check the records, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. It's very interesting, though. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, well that's it. That's it. All right. Uh, we're going back to a themed month. <laughs> yeah. Our regular episodes didn't last very long. Nope. Um, but uh, yeah, we're both big fans of the Jurassic Park franchise. Yeah. And the newest one is coming out in June. So we are going to dedicate all of May to prehistoric creatures in horror. Yes. Do we want to go ahead and just say what all the movies are going to be? Or have we decided all of them? Because I know no. we changed one at like the last minute, but I don't think we decided. Okay. No, you're right. We have three out of the four, like for sure. Yeah. But all right. So we'll just say next week's episode. Um, it's another horror comedy, another low budget, um, but we have to fucking do it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, next week we are going to be talking about Velosa Pastor. Yeah. And you haven't seen it yet, right? Uh, no, actually I haven't. Okay. Um, but I know enough about it. And I've yeah. watched the trailer for it and I've listened to multiple podcast episodes on it. Oh, really? Okay. And so you're, you're prepped. Oh yeah. I'm so stoked to do this movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, if our listeners haven't watched it, highly recommend checking it out uh, because it's going to be batshit crazy and off the walls. I'm sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Yep. Um, yeah all right so yeah if you guys want to catch us on social media you can find us on instagram and facebook and youtube at a podcast on elm street uh if you click the link in our bio on instagram you'll find links to our t public account where we have our merch uh there's also a link to our patreon account where if you wish to support the podcast that way uh there's also links to each of our individual letterboxd accounts our discord server and anywhere that you can listen to us Yes, sir. And the YouTube link is in there as well. All right. That's it. That's it. All right. We'll talk to you next week, guys. See you later.